You're listening to a podcast from Newstalk ZB. Follow this and our wide range of podcasts now on iHeartRadio. Newstalk ZB. Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to the Bean for Thursday. First with yesterday's news, I and Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Wednesday. Uh, we need to talk about the uh, Taniti situation, apparently, because she said the wrong thing and. That's basically, what do you call that? Lying? Anyway, so she's in trouble. Uh, AI. Uh, more people have come out and said it's going to be the end of the world. I mean, the end of the world is happening anyway, wasn't it? But we'll get into this at the end of the podcast. But first up, uh, who should own Auckland Airport? Should Auckland Council? Wayne Brown thinks no. The rest of the council thinks. Why would Auckland keep paying 90 to $100 million in debt servicing every single year just so they can own shares which return a dividend of $40 million this year? It doesn't get any better when you look at the ownership and the strategy behind this. Auckland doesn't own enough shares in the airport to have a seat on the board. 18% does not get you a say over what the airport does. And that ownership is only going to be diluted because what's going to happen is the airport's going to go for a capital raise. Now, probably much like you, I remember the lessons that we learned from the 80s, and I don't much like selling collectively held assets unless we absolutely have to. So my first reaction when I heard Wayne Brown pitch the idea was no. But since then, I've seen the numbers and I think it's impossible to argue against. We absolutely have to sell these shares. We can put Auckland's money, if you want to own something, by all means, sell the shares, put Auckland's money into a smarter asset that returns more to you. It sounds nice to own a fifth of the city's airport, but nice doesn't pay the bills. I'll tell you what pays the bills. Pushing up your rates pays the bills. Deep cuts to things that some of those councillors cares about pays the bills, like things like money for homeless people, things like the Citizens Advice Bureau. Now, you and I know, because we're financially literate, that there is no money tree, and the books have got to balance. But I'm not sure if the Auckland councillors know that, so the next week is going to be telling. Can people just mow my grass and pick up my rubbish? And make the water work. We just, once again, I just want people to start from the basic things and work our way out from there. News Talk Bean. And then when you run out of money, stop doing the things. See how that works. Anyway, a lot of people wanted to talk about who owns the airport. Should local bodies be involved in business activity by and large? Well, of course, the answer to that is definitely no. Uh, nor, nor should any government department, with a few exceptions. They really ought to stick to the core stuff, public service, clean the streets, take away the rubbish, uh, tidy up the reserves and parks, fix the stormwater, and so on. I, though, would argue that the airport is a strategic thing. You know, it's pretty much core to the functioning of the region. Apart from being a huge employer, it's vital infrastructure, and that remaining... 18% of the shares, even without seats on the board, could one day be crucial. Once you sell it, that's it. It's gone. Gone for good. And given the way the council runs its affairs, that big nest egg will also be gone in a couple of years. So selling the shares, yeah, quick, but only temporary solution to a long-standing and very deep-rooted problem. Auckland Council is that problem. Auckland Council's overreaching hopeless inefficiency it's out of control it's wasteful uh, flicking off the best asset it's got isn't going to fix any of those problems yeah, it's complicated isn't it i mean going from what tim's saying there we don't want auckland council to be in charge of anything i think they're in charge of auckland that's a very good 
News Talk ZB. Open to the public. What do you think, public? You talk about um, the value over the last 10 years going up mm-hmm. a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. You tell me... 1.3, yeah. 1.3. You tell me how you pay interest off capital gains. No, that's true. You can't pay interest from capital gains unless you realise those gains by selling. That's your argument, right? Correct. So what do you need to do? You need to sell. Because as James has highlighted, it's costing $100 million plus, and it will continue to go up because the rate's going to continue. A large portion of council debt is unhedged, floating at the moment. Mm. Why don't they sell sell enough to pay off the debt then? So the second point to that is that the shares are going to get diluted every time that the airport raises new capital to fund expansion because Auckland Council has a policy of not to partake in a dividend reinvestment plan or to purchase new shares. Mm. So we're losing um, our grip. The return on investment is only around about 2%. Should Auckland Council be involved in an investment? If you don't sell and we need to fund another $100 million somewhere else, the rates go up Mm. A whole one percent per million dollars, twenty million dollars raised. So we'd have to go to double digits just to reclaim the money back. So are you happy having double digit rate rises? Uh, I'm not. Just, just, uh, if you're interested in whether I'm happy about that or not, I feel like we've talked about enough about Auckland Council now. Uh, especially, if, I mean, if you're listening to this in Madagascar. Hi, hi, Madagascar, by the way. Hope it's going okay. News Talk ZB. Um, now, if you are, I'm sure you're absolutely riveted by this um, Jantanetti uh, situation. Oh, boy, eh? Wow. She said slightly the wrong thing at one point, and now she's got to appear before a committee of people who aren't going to do anything about that. Is that what's happening? Life's confusing, isn't it? But you're a minister. With your own staff, your office in the beehive, and you have accountability that when it's your turn to be in the hotspot, you have accountability to answer questions in Parliament. And then just imagine, you have to do a bit of imagining here, because you imagine that you've said something in Parliament that you learn is wrong, and just imagine that somehow you don't realise that that false statement you made has to be corrected. I mean, it's it's... Not an argument or a conversation in the bloody pub, is it? It's Parliament. You think you would know the rules. I mean, I certainly would. I don't know about you. But do you think you'd do you think you'd bother to find out what the rules are? So personally, if if it was me, I'd be mortified if I knew I'd made a statement that was incorrect. Imagine that she was told, "Oh, you made a statement that was incorrect." What was the what conversation did she have? Oh, oh well, you know, do you have to do anything about it? Probably not. So here's the question. Look, maybe the question is, does this really matter? Is this an issue where, you know, you hear, hear words like the Privileges Committee? I'm always fascinated when I hear people who say they tune into Parliament TV um, regularly. It's some sort of thing they do. Is it, is it a beltway issue that resonates? Is it, does it resonate to you? Does it matter? Or do you just think, oh, here's someone, the Privileges Committee, what's that? Oh, she just made a wrong statement. Don't politicians BS all the time? Um. Or does it, is it something that actually goes beyond the beltway? Does it actually have you concerned for the way that some people who are elected to be our lawmakers approach the business in Parliament? Because for me, while um, the charge she's going to face is contempt and she's going to have to account for her delay in correcting the record, and as I say, first time someone's faced the Privileges Committee 
in the uh, first time in 15 years. To me, I think by far her most egregious offence is not knowing the bloody rules in the first place. He was very worked up about it, isn't he? Um, I, I um, like, it appears that everybody involved in governing this country are not very good at the moment. And, you know, and people like Tim get very worried about that. I'm of the opinion it's good for them to be doing something that's not really like a real job. You know, it's, it's sort of like a sheltered workshop. It's good, good to give them something, something to focus on and, you know, not... You know, imagine if they, like, worked in a shop. They'd, they'd be getting that wrong. Being bought the wrong sizes or being the, wrong, the food would be wrong, you know. So they'd do something important. News Talk ZB. Anyway, uh, uh, let's just leave it all to AI. I think we've all decided that's what's going to happen now, isn't it? Also, anyone got anything about AI that they're concerned? Anyone think anyone concerned about it when the robots are going to take over? I don't know what physical form they will have at the moment. It's just software, but I presume they could actually any of through Wi-Fi. I mean, it could be a heat pump could start rebelling because someone or some sentient being that's been created through the software could start taking control of your different devices. Could make life very uncomfortable for you. I haven't done a lot of reading about it. What do you say? It's not my wheelhouse. But the more I kind of, yeah, I think it's probably kind of fascinating. Auckland Water Care, a bunch of bastards forgot that they are there to serve the people. That might be written by a bot. What about when bots start texting the talkback, eh? That's going to be bad, isn't it? Or start calling the radio, start calling talkback. Hello, Marcus. Hello, Marcus. Good evening. Can I talk about... Can I talk about AI? I don't think it's as bad as people think it's going to be. I think you should all chill out. Next thing you know, we're it's a robot trying to actually just smooth the waters. Bit of a weird accent Marcus went with there. So there is AI impersonation. I feel like most people could do a robot voice. Was he going for a robot voice? That one was sort of, it was almost Sean Connery, but... Anyway, I mean, don't, I'm, I'm no good at impersonations or anything, so... But, um... Be, be a good challenge to AI me, I reckon. You just never know what I'm going to say next, you know? I certainly don't. That's why you keep coming back, isn't it? I'll see you tomorrow for more crazy stuff like that. Or it'll just be, you know, you run to the mill podcast, we'll see what happens. News Talk. News Talk. Zed Bean. For more from News Talk ZB, listen live, on air, or online, and keep our shows with you wherever you go with our podcasts on iHeartRadio.